You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Hey, welcome to Off The Bench. Uh, as another week goes by the wayside, a huge weekend of sport awaits us. Benny Jones alongside former league champ, 2003 NRL Premiership hero, grand final hero, Scott Sadler. Good to see you, Sats. And, uh... Well, you've got a big weekend plan. I know we're going to get to it a little later and what you're looking forward to, but um, you must have you slept the last few days in anticipation of what's coming up for you Sunday? Yeah, no, it's one of the most exciting times of my life. Yeah. Potentially, Ben. Potentially. Potentially. You, you're not putting the cup for the horse no, at all? I've, you know, I've, I'm going to Melbourne for the UFC, you are. Which, I'm, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, but it's, it's why I'm going also. It's yep. not what's going on. In the octagon that no, I'm most excited no, that's, about. That's secondary, really. That's Absolutely. Just, that's background noise for yep. you. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to find out shortly what that's all about. Hey, uh, we've had a big week. Uh, we've caught up with a couple of guests on Sports Day. We're going to uh, have those chats for our listeners again because they're all very relevant. Uh, Jimmy Hooper from Fox Sports, uh, one of the leading NRL journos, talking about uh, a range of issues, even Origin, which we're, we're still months away from. Well, not so much origin itself, but the discussion around origin and the makeup of teams. Well, but when I, you got one of the origin legends and Joey Johns and the origin coach and Brad Fittler anointing anointing a, a potential player yep. this early, you yep. got to stand up and take notice. And when you've got Queensland selectors just doing what they do best and trying to find loopholes, trying to find a way to get a player in eligibility wise. Yes, Jason well, Telmalolo. Yeah. Well, Tonga, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> People have got to understand the, the geographical perspective of yeah, this. Yes, okay? of course, of course. Once upon a time, Tonga and oh, Papua yeah. New Guinea, they were all attached to Australia <laughs> just through years of erosion. Now, but was it more so, broken away. more so attached to Australia or attached Queensland. to Queensland? <laughs> yeah. So PNG was officially sort of attached to the, the yeah, tip of Australia. Yeah, of then. course. Yeah. 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 And Tonga was just hugged in around Cairns. Is this what the Queensland selectors, is this the presentation they make to the NRL? It, I mean, literally, was, you can skim a rock across to, to Tonga. From, exactly. from, from Queensland. I don't know what everyone's yeah. blowing up about, to be quite honest. <laughs> we'll get Jimmy Hooper's thoughts on it. Uh, on much more New South seri- Wales picked Canberra players over the years, as do Queensland, but and Canberra's not part of New South Wales. You could throw in a slightly stronger argument that you mm. could you could make that a bit more inclusive. Hey, um, uh, as I said, a, a much more serious note to the far north of Queensland is a region that we're all... Uh, we're all very sympathetic towards at the moment because they're going through some tough times, very tough times. Uh, people, homes, houses, businesses, just everything uh, with the flooding situation up there. So Brent Tate, we caught up with him. I'm seeing the footage that he's been sending me and he's been putting on social media. Oh. And other than what we see on the news, but to yep. see people and just everything that they own. Yeah. Um, Listening to people who aren't insured, literally rivers, lost literally rivers flowing down streets, just suburban streets. Um, it's yeah, uh, two two very young men who, whose bodies were found. Yep. Um, in drains. Yep. Only about three or four days ago. The livestock ago. losses and yeah. people, as you said, their way of life. Uh, and yeah, I mean, for those that aren't insured, that's where your heart really bleeds as well. So we'll catch up with Tady. Obviously, the, the Cowboys' situation in regards to Ben Barber has, uh, I think, fortunately, been pushed. To the to the to the background with what's going on up there, but of course we've got to get his thoughts on it. Now I guess how the Cowboys restructure, not rebuild. Of course they're not rebuilding; it's one player. But they would have they would have spent a lot of time, Paul Green and Co, planning for the 2019 season as Ben Barber, one of the main pivots for them. But so now, well, they've got to find points from somewhere yeah. because with Jonathan Thurston not there, a great creator of points, not a point scorer himself, other than goal kicks. It's um, yeah, yeah, they've got to find points from somewhere, and Ben Barber was going to fill that void. You know. He, I know we've all banged on about what's happened and we agree and disagree and whatever it may be with the, the NRL's sanctions, but I truly believe the Cowboys' due diligence itself 
they should have. I don't think that Ben Barber should have been allowed to come back into the game. Okay. Purely based on, and that that was your belief prior to him coming. This prior to him coming, this is a, purely yeah. because he tested positive to to cocaine a days after the yeah. the grand final. Yes, I know we got sanctions that says he's out for a X amount of years, whatever it may be, when found guilty of that. But just. Yeah, the due diligence that should have been done by the Cowboys mm. could alleviate this. Yes, his, his training has been great. Yes, we know that, and he's been looking forward to a great, a great season. But yep. with serial offenders, they very rarely step outside their bubble and and um, and make all the right decisions while yeah. they're still playing. Well, with footy hat firmly on, you say absolutely. It's a shame that a, a prodigious talent like his is going to be lost to the game. But of course, from a humanitarian point of view, and the and, and the real world outside of the footy bubble. Uh, I think the club really had their, their hands tied. There was not much more they could do but to tear up the contract, and the NRL have followed suit by deregistering him. I just uh, look going back, just, just on that. Yeah, we're now we go through a range of emotions, don't we, as footy fans? And whether you're close to it or you're not mm. linked to it at all, you go through a range of emotions. You go through disappointment, and then you go through anger, whatever it may be. People react completely differently, but we all go through these range of emotions, and you know we've now started to see some people pop their head up and say, hey, hey, the NRL hasn't done right by the family here because you know, how are they going to put food on the table? How are they going yeah. to you know, survive? And my answer to that is this is a guy that's been playing for in excess of four to $500,000 a year for the large part of probably four or five years, yeah. yep. uh, whether it's here or in the Super League. What has he done with a lot of that money yeah. is, should have been building towards his future, not that just because his, his source of income has been stopped and now that He's going to be fending for himself and find to find it hard to yeah. put food well, the, on the table. The NRL that's, that's not our that's no, not our problem. That's right. The NRL can't be financial advisors for every player on their books. I mean, there has to be a bit of personal responsibility. That's why players have managers. A lot of players will have managers look after that side of their. How many years can lives? we keep footing the bill for people who well, continually? Right. Yeah kick the game to the sidewalk. Yeah, and I think that's what you said, going through that range of emotions. If you're a Cowboys fan, it's it's disappointment, then there's the anger, then there's the understanding, and finally the acceptance of, of what's happened, and I think the club's done the right thing. Just some NRL news around the traps. Uh, just a couple of fly-through here, Sats. Just firstly, in the uh, Intrust Super Cup, which I know is a competition you follow extremely closely, we've all enjoyed the journey of the PNG Hunters. Uh, just an exciting team to watch. Bring a real great ingredient to the competition. Great to hear that their uh, future secured until the end of 2022 at the very least. I also read that the uh, QRL are looking at expanding the comp uh, and they're heading towards or hoping to head towards Toowoomba. Yeah, Toowoomba is an area and we talk about Newcastle. Toowoomba is really the breeding ground of a lot of rugby league superstars that have come down the range into Brisbane or gone down to Sydney. Uh, Then you head sort of a little bit bit more west and out to places like Roma, Darren Lockie is from all that mm. surrounding Darling Downs area has just been there's been a plethora of rugby league legends come out of there but more importantly it's just got a, a, an amazing uh, junior development and grassroots opportunity um, I'm surprised that Toowoomba haven't been allowed back into the competition sooner they used to have a team it used to be the Broncos feeder club okay. and uh, they played in a couple of grand finals there in the, in the QRL competition um, this has been on the cards for a couple of years now there's been a consortium in Toowoomba trying to get a, a team in the Intra Super Cup I was actually privy to a couple of those meetings a couple of seasons back, um, and they looked as though that they were going to, they should have been in the competition by now. Obviously, there's been some reasons why, um, but it is inevitable that they will be in the competition. Mm. Papua New Guinea have been the PNG Hunters have really been struggling financially. Surprising yeah. enough, yeah. there's been a lot of people in in the country that has taken advantage of that side, and so it's been really tough for them to to get back on their feet and 
and they're, they're a must. They need to be in the competition. Yeah. They're looking for a team from Fiji to be in the New South Wales Intrust Super Premiership. Okay. So um, you know, two of those Pacific um, Pacific Island nations that um, yeah. to play in two of the, the second-tier competitions is really important for the, the expansion of the game in general and its fan base. Absolutely, and we'll see the flow-on effects there in International Rugby League. Great stuff. Hey, um, when we speak about it, and we'll be doing it soon enough, yourself, myself, uh, Badge, when he returns from his holidays, our pre-season predictions, in, invariably one of the questions is the bolters, the improvers, yeah. and then you'll also have the sliders going the other way. Feeling the Gold Coast Titans will be in the conversation. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think Newcastle with their their off season signings uh, will be outstanding. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I think the Gold Coast Titans, the forward pack that they look like they're going to put on the field, and usually it's not the success of your starting thirteen. It's, it's the the depth of your underbelly. Yeah. If you get those injuries and suspensions, whatever it may be, have you got that quality of player to step in? And it looks as though the Titans have started to to move that way. Yeah, you look. They've signed uh, Shannon Boyd and Tyrone Peachy and Riley Jacks. Riley Jacks, I think, is a really important signing for the for the Titans, just because of where he's come from, the Melbourne Storm, and that work ethic that he can teach someone like an Ash Taylor. Mm. Ash Taylor is paramount to their success. This forward pack is is going to be um, a top class forward pack when it comes to NRL, like for like. When you you weigh both forward packs up against each other, Titans versus whoever. Uh, it's very like for like. Uh, just a very quick one before we get to a break, Sats. Uh, your thoughts on, uh, well, the Melbourne Storm, in a sense, and, and there's not much they do wrong, and we're not suggesting that this is the wrong move, but they've sort of followed in the Australian Test cricket team's footsteps. They've gone with a couple of vice captains uh, and, and obviously looking to the future with Cameron Smith. and He's got at least two years to this. go. What do, you, what do you make of it? I love the idea of the... You know, once upon Finucane a time, and Bromwich being yeah, the, the players. Jesse Bromwich, yeah. yeah. Once yeah. upon a time in the league, we did have the captain, vice captain yeah. many years ago. Um, and I like the idea because, one, I don't like the idea of co-captains. Um, to me, it always says a coach wants to give the other guy the captaincy, but he's too scared to tell him. <laughs> um, then you've yeah. got your leadership group, which should form organically. Within yeah. your, you don't yeah. name your leaders. No. They should just... Form organically. They're just there. Yep. But with Cameron Smith signing for two years, to me that says they're going to rest him over At those times. two years. Yep. If it was going to be one year, that I think they would have, he would have tried to sap every little bit of energy out of getting yeah. those four hundred games out. Um, but two years, it gives them time, mm-hmm. stay composed, don't rush to too many uh, judgments. By having vice captains, it's just it's a contingency plan for life after Smith. Yeah. It also it's a bit of a a roll call and a, a bit of a I suppose a. Um, a casting call for both these captains. Yeah, a bit of heads up, say, boys. To see whether, yep. which one stands above the other to Shall see who's going got. to take over from Smith. If they're going to rest him, yeah. they've got two automatic vice captains. I like I like the approach okay. from the Storm. They do everything pretty yeah, good, don't exactly. they? exactly. Uh, more off the bench to come. After this, we're going to catch up with James Hooper from Fox Sports. We might find out who he thinks might be the big improvers in 2019 as well. Brent Tate on the way, and we'll find out what Scotty Sattler's looking forward to this weekend in sport. It's all thanks to First Choice Liquor. Back very, very soon. You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Welcome back to Off The Bench for First Choice Liquor. Benny Jones here, Scotty Sattler alongside me and plenty of shows still to come. Uh, Make sure you stick around shortly. Uh, We're going to go up north to the far north of Queensland. In fact, uh, it's been in the news for all of the wrong reasons. Uh, Look specifically football, when we talk about Ben Barber, but obviously with the much more pressing and much more important issue of those horrible floods up and around Townsville. Uh, A man who's been affected uh, personally uh, and professionally, obviously, as we've seen with the Cowboys off the track while they get out and about and get their hands dirty to help out uh, fellow victims and 
locals that are doing it tough up there in Townsville. Brent Tate will join us to um, to give us the latest and obviously talk about uh, the football side of things as well. Going to find out what Scotty Sattler's looking forward to this weekend. Got a sneaking suspicion his date with Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth on Sunday at uh, that UFC event with Robert Whittaker, the Aussie, going uh, in to defend his title. Uh, I think that might be high up towards his uh, priority list as to what he's looking forward to the most. Hey, but uh, earlier in the week on Sports Day, we um, we decided to talk a little bit of footy. Uh, the season is fast approaching. Troll game starting next weekend, so that's just around the corner. Season proper just uh, over a month away. It's very exciting for all fans of all 16 clubs. Uh, we all start from zero. Everyone's enthusiastic, pumped, ready to go for the season. And I reckon there's a bunch of NRL journos that are in the same boat. Sick of talking about the off-field stuff. Pretty keen to talk about what's going to take place between the white lines. A man who's in that category is James Hooper from Fox Sports. Of course, naturally, though, we had to start with some off-field issues. Dylan Napa, that situation there. Maybe who he thinks might be the improved side in 2019. A little bit of origin stuff as well. So uh, here was our chat from earlier on the week in Sports Day. We caught up with Fox Sports, Jimmy Hooper. I would have thought that, uh, like players, come October 1st, NRL journos just get to put the pen and paper down, just put the feet up for a few months, relax, work on the tan, and then probably around early to mid-Jan, start to get back into football writing mode. Hasn't been the case this summer, I wouldn't have thought for no, most, not Jimmy most Hooper, who's joining us. Thanks for joining us, Jimmy Hooper. But he's actually... I was talking to him not so long ago about what sort of training... Could we do a fair bit of training together when I'm in Sydney, and he's now doing Israeli jiu-jitsu. Is that true, Jim? <laughs> Oh, it's a stitch up. <laughs> That's true, but isn't it? Mate, no, Israeli jiu-jitsu. It's not Israeli jiu-jitsu. It's actually called Krav Maga. Yeah. Uh, it's an Israeli form of martial arts that they teach uh, in the special forces, and it's pretty cool. If you haven't had a look at it, you should go and check it out. So if I come at you with a yeah. with a switchblade, if I flick my, my <laughs> flick knife out, you'll be able to break my arm and, and take control of the weapon. Is that Mate. right? Mate, you could come at me with a rubber or a ruler or whatever you like, and I think it's only going to end one way, me on the floor. <laughs> yeah, mate, I think um, as we were chatting about over the last couple of days, everyone's getting sick and tired of focusing on what's happening off the field at the moment. As as a journalist, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd be in the same boat. But uh, Dylan Napa coming out yesterday and, and fronting the media, um, good thing or bad thing, do you feel? Uh, well, the way that the guidelines are set up now, Sat. Dylan didn't really have an option, so players have to be made available by their clubs under the NRL rules every fortnight. So at some point, Dylan was going to have to uh, come forward and stick his head up and answer some tough questions. Uh, it wasn't an easy day for Dylan, as you could see um, through that footage, but I think he, considering the circumstances, uh, he handled himself as well as he could. Uh, and yeah, he, he was very honest and raw about the fact that, yeah, he, he has had um, some challenging times and some dark days. Uh, in light of all of these videos that have managed to make their way into the public domain. The, the investigation continues, obviously, on, on that particular incident, Jimmy, but there is talk of a, a potential ban hanging over the head of, of Dylan Napa. Should that eventuate and put yourself into the shoes of the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, how do they respond if he's to miss one, two, three, four, even up to six games, as we're hearing? Yeah, they're steaming, Ben. They're absolutely livid, the Bulldogs. They're going to try and fight this. Um, to the nth degree because they've signed uh, Dylan Napper in good faith from their point of view. They've done their due diligence on Dylan. Uh, but as we heard from the NRL CEO, Todd Greenberg, when he spoke publicly earlier this week, um, it's up to clubs to do a really thorough uh, background investigative work 
on each player that they sign. And ultimately, it is their responsibility. But to answer your question, the dogs are going to fight it tooth and nail. Um, they're adamant that it's five years ago um, one of these videos was shot. Uh, and, and therefore, Dylan was only 20 years of age at the time. Um, he never intended it for it to make its way into the public domain. Uh, and so, therefore, he shouldn't have to spend any time on the sidelines at all. But unfortunately, I know there is a view at NRL headquarters that it's brought the game into disrepute. Um, we've seen endless headlines uh, and footage, etc., as a result. Uh, and so there is a, a strong view that um, Dylan is going to have to spend some sort of punishment uh, by missing games. I've heard anywhere between uh, two and eight weeks, as long as eight weeks. Eight weeks does seem um, a little bit over the top, but uh, I still think there's a bit, to, a little bit to play out on this yet before they hand down their, their final verdict, the NRL. Yeah, a friend of mine used the same analogy yesterday. Is if you sign a player with a bad knee... You suffer the ill effects of that yep. player that's come in with a with an injury that's yeah, going to harm his harm his um his form. Now, is there any solid evidence around the the urban myths that are getting around Jimmy that you know of that it's an ex teammate that has got an axe to grind with Dylan? That the release of these videos? There's no solid evidence that. So obviously, um, uh, everybody's in, in rugby league and even in the water sporting community um, has heard those rumours. So I think one of those players in question actually even came out and said, "Look, this has got nothing to do with me. I'm happily living a quiet life uh, away from the city at this point in time, playing country footy, and you know, I, I, I wish everybody all the best, but it hasn't got anything to do with me." So no, there's no solid evidence. I know the NRL um, tried really, really hard. Uh, I, I think to find out um, exactly where the videos were emanating and how they had managed to make their way into the public domain, I'm not sure um, that they've had too much success with that. But I do know um, if they do find hard evidence that uh, players have been responsible for filming those videos and then uploading them somewhere, be it a WhatsApp group, be it Facebook privately, whatever it may be, and that has then managed to make its way into the public domain. And those players, the players that have videoed things and then also sent them in group messages to make them available in public, um, they're going to be facing reasonable punishments. Mm. Now let's talk about some um, on-field action. Origin's only three and a half months away. So, um, But New South Wales, Joey Johns and Freddie Fittler, the coach, they've already identified one player that if he continues his form into that as he did in the grand final last year, that he could be the New South Wales number six, Jim. He was a superstar towards the back half of last year, wasn't he, Luke Keary? He could make an argument, I reckon, Sats, that he was the form uh, player of the competition, certainly the form player of the finals. We saw what happened to Cooper Cronk uh, and the fact that he was forced to play with one arm in the grand final. And I guess what really stood out with respect to Luke Keary's game was, previously when he won that premiership with the Bunnies and in his time at South. He was regarded as a great ball-running player, an energy player, an effort player, um, but he probably wasn't highly regarded or thought of as um, an organising half or a game management style of half. But I thought over the course of September last year, he really underlined the fact that he is and that he has taken his game to another level. I think the influence of Andrew Johns when he was on the Roosters um, coaching staff and also clearly the influence of the number seven who's working next to him at the moment in Cooper Cronk, um, has given Luke Keary this really buoyant confidence where uh, we saw things from him last year that was career-best football. So i got no doubt whatsoever, as Andrew Johns and also Freddie Fittler pointed out 
during this week. Uh, if Luke Keary starts this year the same way that he finished last season, well, he's going to make a very, very strong case to force his way into that state of origin side. That means that there's going to be strong pressure on the likes of you know the incumbents, Nathan Cleary and James Mullaney. So it's a reasonable position at the moment for the Blues to be in. Absolutely. James Hooper's here with us, uh, Fox Sports NRL journo. Uh, Jimmy, you'd be absolutely stunned to uh, to discover that Scott Sattler, Gary Belcher, they are fuming with the news that the NRL have vetoed any plans of Queensland to uh, to to get Jason Taumalolo into the uh, origin this is an site. Outrage, this is. Yeah, there's a song that gets around somewhere about mm. doesn't matter where you're born, technically you're in Queensland. Yeah. Uh, Taumalolo's eligibility, obviously the issue around his um, representing New Zealand. Uh, where does that sit with you? Are you are, do you think the NRL have made the right move on that? I was sure Tonga was in Queensland. Last time I looked at the map, Fiji, <laughs> New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, I was sure that Tonga was in the Queensland catchment. Uh, no, look, I think um, given the fact that Jason Tomalolo has already represented the Kiwis mm. and has already represented Tonga, it would have made a little bit of a mockery of the whole Tier 1, Tier 2 um, international and then state of origin eligibility rules if all of a sudden he was also then somehow yep. afforded a loophole to, to play for the Maroons. That's not to say, look, we'd all love to see you know, what the likes of Jason Tomalolo and Sam Burgess and you know, these international superstars could bring to the origin arena. But that's, unfortunately, that would go against everything that state of origin has been founded and built upon. Uh, and so I've got to say, I think the NRL mm. got this one right. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I think the Roosters are a genuine outright premiership favourites. Is there a side, Jimmy, that you've looked at their squads over the preseason that may be one of the biggest improvers? Biggest improvers. Look, I think the Bunnies are going to go really well under Wayne Bennett. Um, as you know, Sats haven't played at that elite level. Sometimes a change of coach, you want a completely polar opposite, different style of a coach to come yep. in. And I reckon Anthony Seabold and Wayne Bennett um, are exactly that. Uh, I think the Broncos will go well under Anthony Seabold uh, by the same token. And then, look, uh, the Dragons, uh, they showed last year, you know, they were on top of the competition for a long way. Um, I, I think that they can surprise quite a few people. Again, in terms of uh, a left field X factor, you'd like to think that the Gold Coast Titans have Yeah, I agree with you. Well. Yeah, good yeah, for, good for they can get the best out of Yeah, if they can get the best out of Ash Taylor... And then you've got a young guy like Brimson and you add Shannon Boyd, those sorts of players, um, into that forward pack already that has Ryan James uh, and other players, Kevin Proctor, etc. Look, I reckon the Gold Coast can probably be the side that people in previous seasons haven't expected too much, but I think they'll be able to surprise a few mm. times this year. Jimmy, we'll let you go on that note. Uh, Sats had about three or four more questions lined up regarding Married at First Sight because he thinks that because he watches it, Brent Tate watches it, and Spud Carroll also partake that everyone in Australia is watching this. You, t- please tell me you're not a Married Jimmy at First Sight it. fan. Mate, I've never seen a millisecond of it. Good man. I had another mate asking me about it the other day. <laughs> and I laughed at him and said, what, 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 the world's gone upside down. <laughs> so, no, I haven't seen it. No, good man. Spend more time on the uh, the jiu-jitsu and stick to that. I think that's a much more manly pursuit. Hey, Jimmy, we always appreciate your time. Obviously, a lot of off-field to talk about, but soon enough, the footy will be back. We can't wait. I'm sure you're in the same boat, and we'll um, no doubt speak to you throughout the season. Always a pleasure, fellas. Thanks for having me. James Hooper there joining us, Fox Sports NRL Juno. We'll take a quick break here on Off the Bench. Thanks to First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Up next, uh, our chat with Brent Tate, a great friend of our programs, big part of the NRL Nation call team. But at the moment, uh, much more pressing issues in the far north of Queensland as uh, locals, residents, business owners there continue 
to uh, cope with the deluge of water that has fallen in that part of the country. Uh, we'll get the thoughts of Tady, also talk about the Cowboys, the Ben Barber situation, and I suppose what happens next for Paul Green and his men after the fallout from the uh, the wayward star, the troubled star who has now been let go from the club. So that's coming up shortly. You're listening to Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. And welcome back to the program ahead of another big weekend in sport. Benny Jones here with Scott Sadler off the bench for First Choice Liquor. Make sure you pop into your local First Choice to get stocked up ahead of the weekend. Uh, as I said, plenty of sport to sink our teeth into and it's the weekend before the madness of NRL trials get underway. And of course, as we've mentioned uh, throughout the program, the season proper now uh, just a tick over a month away. AFL a little longer than that. Of course, we're coming up to a huge, huge year of cricket. Uh, the Big Bash is getting to its Pointy in, but we've also got a one-day World Cup not far away, an Ashes series overseas. You've got all the tennis Grand Slams. You've got all the golfing Grand Slams. We've got basketball. We've got... Am I, am I missing anything? Oh, the A-League, of course. The W-League final start this weekend. It's going to be an absolute belter. So whatever's going on in your particular chosen sport of choice, uh, hope that you enjoy it. Get into First Choice Liquor. They'll uh, make sure you're well and truly hydrated throughout. Hey, um, well, hydration's not an issue, of course, in far north Queensland at the moment. Uh, the amount of water that has fallen in that region over the past uh, couple of weeks has just been, well, frankly, obscene. And as a result, a lot of people misplaced, a lot of businesses out of action. And uh, even a footy club in the Cowboys that have had their pre-season plans waylaid as they uh, all dig deep to help out with locals who are doing it tough in the floods up north. So we thought we'd go uh, to the source, to one of the main men in that part of the world, a great friend of our programs, Brent Tate, to find out how people are coping, how everything is unfolding, and of course, um, you know, how that is going to impact the Cowboys and their pre-season preparations. Uh, very much on the low scale of importance when you think about what people are going through in far north Queensland but uh, from a footy point of view, very important. So uh, here was our chat from earlier on in the week when we caught up with Brent Tate uh, up there in far north Queensland. This is a bloke who built his NRL career on a whole heap of courage, and I'll tell you what, he's got some uh, locals up there in uh, far north Queensland that are uh, displaying a hell of a lot of that at the moment. Brent Tate is his name, NRL Nation, of course, big part of the team there. And, uh, Tate, thanks for joining us under, you know, obviously tough circumstances. How are you holding up up there, mate? Yeah, it's been really tough on the community, mate. It's, uh, I think once this all goes away, we'll, we'll see the full extent of, um, I guess, what you probably could call a catastrophe, mate. It's, it's, it's been really, really bad. And um, just got news again from home. I'm actually down in Brisbane today that um, a lot of the flood areas that have um, receded are just about to come up and go under again. So um, really disappointing for, um, I guess, the people of the north when they're already down. How far-reaching was it, Tady? Was it uh, just around the immediate area of Townsville, or did it spread out to the, the far regional areas as well? Uh, it, it did, Sass. It, it's pretty far-reaching. It, it, it's really um, funny, actually. You go to one part of the town and it hasn't been affected, then you go to the other side and it's been completely affected. So um, there's a lot of homes um, affected now in the regional areas around Blue Water and that, mate. It's just been nothing short of devastation, really. So... Uh, so I, I drove home yesterday. Um, I'm pretty lucky. My house is um, a two-story and only underneath is affected, which um, only was a storage room. And, uh, mate, it was a complete mess. And around mm. the, the area of Hermit Park, um, uh, the fence is gone. There's just rubbish everywhere. It's, as you would imagine what a flood would be. Um, so, yeah, pretty tough to look at it. But 
and they are tough people up there. And there's been some great stories about you know people chipping in and helping yeah. each other. And um, times like this, you, you do get a real sense of uh, community, which you know North Queensland's got plenty of it. Oh, absolutely, Tadie. And as we've said it, you know when you talk footy matters, uh, and obviously there's been some things happening at the Cowboys, almost seem somewhat trivial. But you hear about numbers like a year's worth of rain in the space of a week, three thousand homes and businesses affected. Obviously, we know there's been a, a, a few uh, incidents of loss of life as well, mate. Can you can you put it into some sort of context for for people down south as to the volume of rain we're talking about. I'm hearing that the, the, the dam up there is at 200% capacity, which I didn't even think was possible. Um, mate, can you can you sort of put it into words how much has actually fallen over the past few weeks? Uh, I guess one thing that put it into perspective for me is when they opened the floodgates on Sunday, they had 2,000 cubic metres a second of water oh. that was coming out of the dam. Yep. So that's a second. So, um, And even last night... Um, I sort of woke up at 12 o'clock last night and it rained the whole night. And I mean, not just rain, like it's pelting rain the whole time. So it's no wonder there's some flash flooding going to happen again today. So, uh, yeah, it's I've just never seen rain like it for yeah. as long as it's been. It, it, there's just been no let up. It receded yesterday um, and everyone got in and started cleaning, you know, tidying up. But um, I'm thinking it's probably all in vain yeah. for what's about to unfold again now. So, yeah, a bit disappointing, mate. Has it affected the Cowboys' training, which is a little bit trivial at the moment? Yeah, it's yeah. probably the furthest thing from people's minds. But we saw some of the players, Asiata, Winnerstein, Gavin Cooper, just to name a few, Scotty Bolton out helping some of the community. Has it, has it stopped them from training, but then throw them back into the community? Yeah, it actually has stopped them because um, uh, a lot of the staff and the players have actually lost their homes. So... Um, you know, pretty, pretty big effects there. Um, I think uh, Paul and um, Greeny and Peter Parr and, and the footy team were sort of getting together yesterday to map out what they were going to do. And I think a big part of that, mate, is in the afternoons the players will be getting out and helping the sister to clean up. So, you know, uh, just a, probably another another part of being a, ingrained in the community up there. So we'll, we'll see that over the next, you know, coming weeks. But, um, yeah, it, it, obviously, you know, this time of year, time on the paddock is paramount, and um, you know they just they haven't been able to get it, mate. You know, again, like you said, it's probably the last thing on a lot of those players' minds at the moment. Has the flooding in Townsville, Tady, has that uh, taken a fair bit of the focus away from the Ben Barber issue over the last few weeks or a couple of weeks? Yeah, no, absolutely, it has. Uh, I think much that guys down that'll probably um, you know, come to, to fore a lot more, but. At the end of the day, Sats, I think the club's handled it really well, mate. Um, you know, they were presented with some information. Um, they've obviously reviewed it and made a decision that that sort of behaviour is not part of our club. And um, he came on pretty strict guidelines, um, but I don't think if it was Benny Barber, it was anyone. Um, you know, it's just not condoned in our club. And if you do that sort of thing, you're not a part of it. It's not who we are and what we're about. And I really commend the club. Just that was it. Um, they put behaviour and standards above um, performance on the field and. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of clubs that could probably take a leaf out of our book, to be honest. Yeah, well said. Now, uh, Josh Maguire, quite an infectious personality. What sort of what sort of effect has he had on the playing group up there? A lot of people still forgetting that Josh Maguire has gone from his junior club of the Broncos to the Cowboys. How's he been with the playing group? Yeah, really good. He's the sort of fellow that you know fits in pretty well, and he's a bit of a character around the players. So, um, yeah, mate, he has missed a beat, and I think he sort of really added, um, you know. I just think when you're reinvigorating your squad, someone like him is, um, you know, that infectious sort of personality, as you described, you know, really helps the group. So he's going to be an enormous buy for us. Um, we really miss that sort of mongrel in our pack. And I think he just complements the Tom Lolo's, the 
you know, that the, the Jordan McLean, the, the Matty Scott, you know, perfectly. So uh, I think it's a, a really astute buy for us up in North Queensland. And, and Tati, just I guess as a, a sort of semi-link back to, to Barber, but obviously with him, him now departing the club, we know that it will be life after Jonathan Thurston in 2019. And timing for these type of things is never never ideal. I, I, I do appreciate that. But obviously for Greeny now and the coaching staff, uh, you know, a little bit of a change of philosophy or maybe game plan having lost a, a couple of key playmakers in the preseason. Oh, I think um, losing Benny Barber's, uh, mate, to be honest, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's a, well, it is a huge blow, to be honest, because I actually thought, and when I was talking to people, that, you know, a lot of our season would hinge on his performances, and, uh, you know, the way he was training and, and the way he was sort of conducting himself off the field to that point had, had been nothing short of perfect, so, um, you know, it is a, it's a big loss, um, yeah. I guess now, the big decision is whether we go to the market or we go in-house and try and find someone that can do that job for possibly 12 months to see if we get Val Holmes, which, again, is probably rolling the dice as well. So, mm. yeah, it's a bit of an awkward position for the club. Now, uh, probably the most important topic we need to talk about is have the floods also taken away from the attention that you've appeared on Married at First Sight, <laughs> Matthew, the, the virgin? <laughs> you, you look exactly like well, him, Tatey. Well, Saps, I've got two children, so I've got that theory clean out of the water, my friend. So let's just clear that up. But um, I've had a couple of texts saying that. You think so? He's a good-looking rooster anyway, I thought. Good-looking rooster, long face, and his hair's perfectly parted to the right. Taddy, can I just say, it, it could be worse. I mean, at the moment, you're just being likened to one of the one of the characters on Married at First Sight, unlike our great man Scott Sattler, who sits there and watches the show religiously, which I think is a bigger concern to me. And I found out yesterday that uh, also, along with Sats watching the show religiously, Mark Spud Carroll, one of the toughest men to ever grace a rugby league field, is also a big fan of the show. What What's going on with masculinity in men these days, mate? It's just disappearing in front of our eyes. Ben, if I'm going to be brutally honest, mate, don't tell me I've you watch no it. I've got no power at home. Oh. I've got no power at home. <laughs> and I've been travelling to my friend's place to watch it. Oh, no. I can't miss it. I love it. Oh. Listen, can I add to that about masculinity? Kidding me. Brent Tate and I spent a lot of time together during the footy season. Okay, <laughs> we're walking. I'll set the scene here. We're, we're just outside of Redfern, and we're walking down the street after having lunch at this cafe. Yep. And he reaches across to his left and he pulls something out of the garden and he puts it underneath my nose and he says, smell this lavender. Isn't it beautiful? I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you, blokes. And, and I'm, glad we, I'm glad we can have a laugh because obviously we started on a very serious note, Tatey, and I guess coming full circle back to that, uh, to, to you and the family and obviously friends affected up there in, in, in Townsville and surrounds. We wish you all the very best. I know it's a, a tough time for everyone up there. We've got a lot of listeners uh, to the program up in that part of the country. So, um, mate, uh, yeah, obviously keep on trucking and we wish you um, wish you well moving forward once the cleanup gets underway. Yeah, thanks, mate. I know that means a lot to all the people up uh, up north and uh, appreciate it, boys. Boys, yours in uh, lavender smelling. Brent Tate signing off. Uh, get on <laughs> you, Tatey. We'll be talking footy with him soon enough. Brent, Winston Tate. So great to get an insight from Tatey. We wish everyone, our listeners up in that part of the world, all the very best. We uh, we can't stress enough how much we're hurting for you and hope that uh, the water receding quickly and the clean-up operations and insurance claims and everything that's going to go with it, people can get back up on their feet as quickly as possible. And 
Look, I know that sport becomes secondary, but the fact that the footy season's not too far away and hopefully a big year for the Cowboys, uh, if they can get off to a strong start, that might put some smiles back on some faces, which we're trying to do here on Off the Bench. Hope you're enjoying the program. Up next, we'll wrap things up. We'll find out what Sats is looking forward to. I could probably tell you it's the UFC on Sunday. Not so much the fighting, just who he's going to be sitting alongside rubbing shoulders with some of Hollywood's elite. But he'll tell you more about that next. Uh, And that'll do us on Off the Bench. So stick around. We're nearly done. We'll come back and wrap it all up after this. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Uh, Indeed. Make sure you pop in, stock up the fridge, get yourself ready for what promises to be a big weekend in sport. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler, we're nearly done, Sats. Time flies when you're having fun. And, well, you're going to be having that and some, I've got a feeling, on Sunday. When I ask you what you're looking forward to this weekend, (laughs) I already know the answer, but you might as well share with our listeners what you're getting up to Yeah, for the listeners that haven't heard us during the week, um, I'm going to the UFC. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, Robert Whittaker, who's the Australian, is um, fighting to defend his world title. And there's also another guy called Israel Edazanya, who's just he's a Nigerian-born Australian Kiwi. First time I've actually heard you speak about any of the fights going on. Yeah, but I'm not actually interested in what's <laughs> going on in the octagon. I've got a very good friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine for a lot of years now, and he's involved with the UFC yep. um, from Australian brand, but also internationally as well. But mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. importantly, Australia, because it's such a big event. It is huge, yeah. Yeah, he said to me, did you want to come down? I said, oh, I don't know. I've got to go to Sydney. I'm looking forward to two no, things. No, no, your first question, your first question was... Do I have to pay for the ticket? No, that wasn't true at all. <laughs> uh, what I'm looking forward to this weekend is on Saturday night, South Sydney are uh, hosting um, uh, a testimony on, and a night of admiration for my father yep. and his services to the club. So we're going down to Sydney on Saturday. Brilliant. I was going to fly back Sunday morning. He said, why don't you come down to Melbourne? I went, oh, I don't know. I've got to pay for another flight. No. <laughs> yes. All that sort of stuff. And he said... No, listen, I've got your ticket. Yeah. I said, oh, okay, thanks very much. He said it's like corporate box ticket to yeah. the UFC. So Rod Labor Arena, which is everything's so close. All of a sudden, your, your interest thought, is okay, aroused. Yeah. Red yeah. wine, yeah. cheese platter, yep. maybe some chicken wings and a couple of <laughs> uh, pork ribs. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. He said, but I've got you sitting in a corporate box. There's me. Yep. Um, uh, Dana White, who's the CEO of the UFC. Hang on, yeah, this is the first time you've mentioned yeah, Dana's went, there. Okay, right? well, that'd be good to meet him. Absolutely. You know? be good to meet him. Jeans, T-shirt, and a pair of white shoes, and he's get one him. of the richest men in sport. Get, get him on the show if you And he could. said, also in our private box is Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon. I went, what the? Yeah. So, he, I won't so, tell you what I said. I said, what the? Yeah, yeah. So Thor. So Thor. And the Bourne Identity. And the, no, Will Hunting. No, no, I've told you, you can't put the two together. It, that, no, no that Will Hunting work. is one of my favorite movies. He's <laughs> in my top... Five movies well, of all time. Has Chris Hemsworth been in a real dramatic role, a more deep and meaningful dramatic role than... 12 Strong. He was in 12 Strong. True we'll story roll, of roll, roll with 12 Strong and Goodwill Hunting. And Goodwill go. Hunting. So yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Listen, if I'm going to get a photo, I'll put it on social media. Yeah. With their consent, of course. Uh, yeah, I'd hope Do so. Right <laughs> I'd hope so. Not Thor's the most powerful man in the not world. Not while they're in the urinal the or something over the top. No. Of the <laughs> I'm going to, with their consent, yep. if I had to go to the bookmakers right now, Benny, yeah. and you're, you're you confident. had to put odds, yeah, you're I'm saying $1.10. $1.10, right. If I don't, I'm going to be one of the most disappointed I men. I reckon you will be, yeah. In sporting history. And so will my wife be. If you don't get that lock of Chris Hemsworth hair, ask him politely. I actually know that's one you can't ask for politely. Just a quick snip at the back while he's not looking. Uh, look, you're going to have a great time. I happen to be in Melbourne as well on Sunday, but no invite for me to the UFC and Dana White and can I, Thor. Can and I, I use my joke or not? 
No, no, don't. You've, you used it through the week and it, it fell flat. No, then, well, so. If we're sitting here watching someone getting punched, I'm going to say, oh, God, he's going to be Thor after this, isn't he? <laughs> and you'll be marched straight out of said corporate box. I'm going to be, as I said, in Melbourne what on Sunday. Forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to uh, the call of uh, Melbourne Victory taking on Perth, second versus first in the A-League table. I think by far the two best sides in it at the moment. Perth have been brilliant under Tony Popovich uh, and a big crowd will be expected. This sort of almost like could be a grand final precursor. I mean, there's a long way to go in the A-League season, but that should be fun. And then after that, I'm looking forward to getting a call from Scott Sattler to say, come and meet us and the boys. We're all out on the on the red wines and that'd there's be a, nice. There's an Italian restaurant in, in Wigan fact, Street called Papagino's. Wherever you guys end up going, I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I'd ever meet the dress code requirements or the... Uh, I'd agree with that, yeah, Ben. thank you very much. You're looking at me right now and rolling your eyes. Yep, that says everything to me. Hey, mate, uh, good show. Big fun with uh, catching up with James Hooper, of course. He's always good value. And Brent Tate. And again, we pass our best wishes on to everyone in far north yes. Queensland. And hope that uh, hope the things, as, as bad as they are, are starting to slowly but surely improve, mate. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy hanging out with Thor and Goodwill Hunting. Yep. And uh, can't wait to yeah, hear about it Have a great weekend, week. everyone.